0: Tips from Trestle is brought to you by The Belter Companies, Navigator Group Purchasing, eMenu Choice Point of Sale, and Clark Food Service and Equipment. Welcome to Tips from Trestle. This podcast is dedicated to discussing the senior living industry with a unique focus on food, hospitality, and leadership. I'm your host, Aaron Fish. As a 25-year veteran of the hospitality industry, I've focused my work on creating exceptional experiences for the customers we serve. My goal for this podcast? Educate, inform, and inspire leaders in senior living to bring food and hospitality to the front of mind in our industry. Let's bring the innovative and passionate spirit of hospitality to everything that we do for the residents, families, guests, and employees we serve each and every day. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. Today on Tips from Trestle, I'm joined by Cheryl Slavinsky. She is the member storyteller for the Senior Dining Association. The SDA is the only dedicated association providing resources, education, and networking opportunities for dining and hospitality in the senior living industry. She writes the weekly digital newsletter, Senior Dining News, and edits the SDA's magazine, Hospitality and Dining, enhancing the senior living experience. Cheryl is an engaging brand storyteller and passionate advocate with a lifetime of experience helping organizations tell their success stories. She's an award-winning writer and editor with a demonstrated history of working in the aging services industry. She previously served as editor of Senior Living News and senior public relations strategist for Varsity, a senior living-focused marketing firm. Cheryl, thanks for joining me today on Tips from Trestle.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, I'm so glad we were able to connect, um, you know, and I wanted to talk to you because I am fascinated and I've constantly talked to different people about this concept of storytelling. Um, and I'm like, this is what you do and you do it really yeah. well. So, um, but first I want you uh-huh. to kind of tell us, how did you get into the senior living space? How did, well, how, what was your start?
1: Well, it's a, a long, long time ago, longer than I care to admit, but um, through advertising and PR firms, actually, way back in the, uh, gosh, I think it was the early 90s, I helped open one of the first, what they were calling at that time, state-of-the-art Alzheimer's uh, centers in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And then throughout my my history in ad and PR firms, we had clients, clients. Um, so you know, I was in and out, but then for the last decade, it's been pretty much focused with um, with my work with Varsity in uh, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and then um, Senior Living News, and and now here I am with Senior Dining, and so I'm yeah. you know I'm I'm thrilled to still be in the space for so long.
0: Yeah, no, and I mean you know we met before you know when I was uh, you were working with Senior Housing News and doing doing that work and. Um, it was always great to to read the stories you were telling because um, I always thought you had a unique angle about it. And so um, I, I'm, let's just start at the very beginning, right? So yeah. what makes a great story?
1: Well, you know, I think it's, it's, um, you know, I'm always one for authenticity, but I think, you know, you know, find something that engages people. I mean, I've been so fortunate to be able to tell so many stories in my lifetime. I mean, uh, writing for a community college um, magazine, doing internal communications for people, just telling people stories and you know finding out what what makes them tick, what makes people proud. I mean, I love. I said to somebody recently, you know, I write. I like to write stories that you know that you're going to be proud of. But I'm I'm proud of, and um, you know, I just I like to tell those stories. But you know, engaging and uh, you want to get people's interest, and um, you know, sometimes you want to you know the, to be a call to action.
0: And, and you you mentioned authenticity, you know, and that's something that um I think is easy to kind of see or or uncover when you're reading a story, whether it's there or not. And so, well, how important is it to be authentic in your storytelling and and how can businesses kind of make sure that they're genuine in that process?
1: I think it's absolutely critical uh, to be authentic. I mean, that word is tossed around a lot today, but that gets at the core you know, if a business is talking about who they are, they really should be able to talk about themselves authentically. You want to tell the truth. I mean, public relations is really based in truth. A lot of people don't believe that. But <laughs> we're not really spin doctors. We really, right. you know, we're, we're really, you know, we're, we're really getting at the, at the heart of matters. And, um, you know, when, when people are authentic and you know it when you speak to somebody, you know, if I interview somebody, their heart is in it, you know, if I'm asking the right questions, hopefully, but you know, yeah. I know enough about them and, and, um, and it just comes through. And I hope that, you know, that's what I try to, you know, relay then in my writing.
0: When, when you start to kind of dig into the story and, and, and learn more about what's what they're trying to tell, do you, do you feel like you want the the, the the subject of the story to drive the conversation or do you start to like listen um, and direct it where you think maybe readers or listeners want to go?
1: You know, I'd say that's a really good question. I'd say that it goes both ways sometimes. You know, I always have questions and a lot of times people want questions ahead of time. You know, I did a lot of work in the corporate world with Rite Aid and Hershey Entertainment Resort and, and, and through a lot of agencies. And, you know, a lot of times they want a client, their client wants to know the questions ahead of time. Right. But sometimes, and I did this recently because of the topic, and it really depends on the topic. I said, you know what, I'm just going to let you talk. I can ask you questions, but I would just love to hear your story. And what sometimes when you do that, you just get an entirely different, different take on it. I mean, I got a story that I thought, there's no way I could have asked the questions that it would have tumbled out of her the way it did. And that's magic. That's, that's when the magic happens.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting, right? Cause you know, I have this podcast and that's part of, you know, that what, where do you take the conversation? And sometimes I struggle with, you know, do I just want it to be question and answer, but do I, or do I want to have a conversation? Um, and I think, you know, and, and what you're speaking to sounds exactly like this, which is, the more like conversational, the more like back and forth you get with it, the more you really get that authenticity to kind of come through, um, with that. And so, um, do you find that, um, when, a, when a company is trying to maybe avoid something negative, is that when authenticity kind of maybe goes out the window? You know, you said like the spin doctor, uh, <laughs> effect, but, um, how did that play into that, right? Should, should a company try and uh, avoid talking about their, their negatives or do they use that as examples on how they're becoming better or how what they do can improve?
1: That's that's often done. And, you know, in my past, in the, in the agency world, I worked with pretty many mergers where we we as the communications team in an agency had to train CEOs and, um, you know, to, to go in front of the media and, and tell them this is what this is what they're going to do to you, you know, they're going to you know you wring your hands or you <laughs> swallow hard or whatever <laughs> camera's going to zoom in on that on the news we can guarantee you but um you know and a lot of a lot of companies i think good companies right now i can't think of them right off my off the top of my head but are using some of their mistakes to come out and say you know what we made a mistake and we're going to this is what we're going to do about it i mean crisis communications, you know, that background um, at Rite Aid, you know, you you pretty much have to say, you know, we're sorry, this is what we did, but this is what we're going to do about it. Now I'm not sure that tumbles out in the corporate world as a story. um, Although today probably in, in, in different, uh, you know, means it probably does. I think one of the problems today is everything's been, gets into snippets. You know, it's uh, a, you know, it's just, it's Facebook. It's got to be a LinkedIn thing. It's got to be short, you know, whatever. But you can link to things. And I think maybe that's where we link to the stories.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was literally just going to ask you about like how storytelling has evolved, you know, because, uh, you know, every everything we look at nowadays is, you know, it's 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. Uh, and so it's you kind of have to have that hook to grab them and bring them in. But you can't tell a story. You can't really relay all the, the great things that are happening in your community or in your dining department or all the great things that your staff are doing in 60 seconds. And so um, how does that kind of shift in how you get people's attention or how they get brought to a story? How did that impacted kind of just the storytelling business or the storytelling process um, from your vantage point? Today, I wanna to tell you about one of Trestle senior living partners, Elter. Felter is a food service design, equipment, and supply company that has been providing expert guidance to the food and beverage industry for nearly a century. A strategic partner to the most successful food service operations in the country, Felter provides support in kitchen and bar design, equipment procurement and install, and supplies. Their team of senior living food service experts have experience across the continuum of care. From independent living to skilled nursing and CCRCs, Belter specializes in right-sizing new facilities, modernizing remodels, and providing the right food service equipment and supplies. At Belter, they're committed to creating memorable experiences for their customers and their guests. With their top-notch team and a global network of quality supplier partners, their customer-focused approach is built on a foundation of collaboration and decades of industry experience. So thank you for considering Belter for all of your food service needs.
1: Well, you know, I think the key there, part of it is, you know, if, if you got to have some of those snippets, but then tr- maybe try to link to something else. And, you know, I loved what you said about the conversations. You know, when when I just had try to, this is what I love about Zoom, actually. When I'm interviewing someone on Zoom, that allows me then to just have a conversation to record it, have a conversation so that I don't have to be scrambling, taking notes. And then I can pull that into a transcription service, which then can dump it out onto word for me. And then I, I have the whole conversation and then I can look at how the story is. And sometimes, you know, I think about stories for you know, I might think about it's great when I get off, and then I look at it. I was like, oh, I don't know. And it sits for a couple of days. I mull it around in my head a little bit, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a great story, but this is how I have to do it. And so that probably doesn't answer your question, but that's kind of my process. Um, yeah. I think with, I think those as when we can have those those authentic conversations, even if it's with a CEO and it's you know it's a crisis or you know whoever's handling that, have the have those conversations and try to get to get to their feelings of it mm-hmm. and then you try to have to then that's where you know maybe you know someone like me comes along and massages that a little bit to put it into a into a message um it's a lot of that
0: yeah no and uh-huh. uh, it's funny that you 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 were you started talking about like the recording and the transcripts i also think about like the ways you can tell the story right there's video yeah. there's audio there's like yeah. long form short form writing yeah. um and how do you find that there's more uh, more opportunities to tell a story now than maybe there there were just a few years ago? Um, either looking well, at that short form or or being able to draw people in with a video or or, or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think um, and you know if you look at the the way that the news release, the press release, like news releases now, I guess they're back to the calling them press releases because that's what yeah. people search for. Right. But um storytelling is an old, old thing. I mean, it goes back, you know, thousands of years. So storytelling isn't new, but in the media, I think storytelling has become more of a thing. All yeah. of a sudden, you know, there's more books, there's more podcasts. And you know, everybody's talking about storytelling like it's it's something new. But um Gosh, tell me what your question was again. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: I, I, no I, I think you're oh. you're, you're getting on to something here, where, where you know the shift from kind of the uh, the the block of here's our talking points, yeah. here's what here's yeah. the message we're gonna tell. People just don't buy into that anymore, right? They kind of see that as I don't want to say fake. That's the wrong word. Maybe just um, it's too manufactured. And what they really want is they want to hear the, the actual like the, the emotion or the the feelings or the process involved with how you got from the start of something to the end of something. Um, and the storytelling really does that. And I think it captures, you know, people's imaginations better than maybe just like, here's our talking points and let's make sure everybody knows these three things about <laughs> us or whatever. So um,
1: I, I think where I was going with that. Um, was if you look at the, the the multimedia news releases today for some of the, the wire services, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's photos, there's videos, there's just all kinds of links to take you to something else. And that's what I think the beauty of technology is today with, yeah. with some of that.
0: Very true. There's so many different ways that you can reach people. And, and you know, and I'm learning that as well. And I think it's just a great uh, opportunity. Um, i wanted to get in a little bit about um one of the other things that i you know have learned is that people that i you know talk to that are entrepreneurial or they're talking about whatever they, they they talk about finding your niche right um and that's something that you're doing now i mean it feels like from from when i first met you till now like you've kind of done that same thing like you you're in this big space of senior living and now you kind of niched into working with the senior dining association and you're specifically talking about food and hospitality and and the impact that has on our industry and so i i'm curious as to your thoughts on how that has worked for you how that impacts your storytelling um, and if you know you think more people should should consider that when they're looking at, at telling their their different stories
1: well, you know, I I honestly think, and I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but I don't really think that the senior living industry has done a great job at telling its own story overall. There's just so many mis- misconceptions, and probably the biggest is in the food, is about the food. <laughs> People have no idea. I mean, I'm no. honestly just blown away every day by what the chefs that I know and the, the companies that I know are putting on LinkedIn posting their dishes and what they're doing i mean we're taught this is stuff from like fine dining restaurants i mean the best in the in the you know in the in the region or whatever i mean the stuff and even what they're doing with the puree diets now i think it's just amazing and i don't think that story is being told well enough i don't i think it's a, a missing link for a lot of people that are kind of missing it in their marketing programs. I mean, I think some companies do it better than others. Some do it really well. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the stories that just needs to be told is the opportunities for young people or anyone really looking for a job that senior living offers. Even if you start in the You start in the dining department. I I didn't mean to say even if you'd start there, but uh, but but so many people have started there because they're starting in high school or college. You know, some of these kids that the companies have gotten smart, they're offering tuition uh, programs. These kids are working there in high school. They're learning so much. I mean, you know, my brother always said he's been in the restaurant business all his life. And he's always said, well, you throw somebody in the restaurant as a server or any, anything like that, you're going to learn so much about people and communications and management and all of that. So I think, you know, these kids going in there, they're learning and they're coming back in college. And many of them are coming back for many of these companies after college. They might start in dining. They might stay in dining. They might move up in dining or they go somewhere else within the in the um you know, in that community. And, and that's great. Sometimes they move on, but even when they move on, some have come in, this, this happened recently. <laughs> they said, even though they moved on, they have continued to be an advocate for us and they come back and they do this and this and this for us. So I just think that story is, is not told enough.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's so, you're so point on with the, the idea that, I mean, I think about how many seniors are we serving and how many meals do those seniors eat every day? And then just thinking like, every one of those interactions is probably an opportunity to tell a story. You know, when when I w- literally just this week, I was, I was speaking uh, at a conference and I was, one of the things I did was I told this story about the resident and his fascination or obsession with whether or not we could make a good lemon bar, right? Seems like such a little <laughs> trivial thing. But being able to to tell that story and how it then evolved into the relationship I built with him and how I learned about you know the hospitality in senior living versus hospitality in restaurants and hotels and being able to just uh, go through that process made such a I could tell it has an impact on the the, the people I'm telling that story to um, and it makes presenting easier for me right like I can go down the list on PowerPoint and. Here's my bullet points, yeah, but <laughs> nobody really wants that right. They want to hear how does this impact what we're doing yeah. impact the people we're doing? And yeah, I think you're right. I think there's so many stories in our industry that doesn't get told um, that would I think just flip the narrative uh, in so many
1: different ways. yeah, I think one of the one of the coolest things that I'm seeing on on LinkedIn right now is the is the directors of dining, sharing and giving kind of giving shout-outs to their chefs. You know, it's not like here's what I did, but you know, um, and I the story that I just wrote this week was was kind of like that with Watercrest. And, you know, it just I love seeing that kind of thing. It's it's because they're every one of those posts is like a little story. You know, it's like it was the woman that was filleting fish and these people, these residents live to watch these things at lunchtime on their breaks. You know, they're bringing uh, things that were done in the kitchen out into the dining room, you know, and that's a story there. So they're telling stories. Those chefs are telling stories while they're, you know, they're showing Here's we're making this bread. This is going to be French toast tomorrow morning and this is going to be the dinner rolls for tomorrow. And, you know, they're telling stories every day. Um, and they see residents more than anybody, the dining department.
0: Yeah, So I, this is, I, I just, I want to ask a question. It, with you working now more specifically in kind of, you know, the niche of food service and, and yeah. dining, do you find that the, we talked about authenticity earlier. Is there more authenticity when you talk to these uh, people in food service about what they're doing than maybe if you were working with, executive directors, or maybe more corporate people. Navigator is the largest full-service GPO that exclusively focuses on the senior living community. And what that means is we provide products and services that help our members provide a great environment for their residents, such as like MRO, hospitality equipment, food, business products, as well as technology solutions. We actually surround our members with a level of support unmatched in the industry.
1: I don't know about that. I think it's, you know, my, I'm so focused right now on on the food end, although, you know, I'm I'm also interviewing CEOs and and uh, and you know VPs of dining. Um and I'd say they're, you know, honestly, I'd just say they all they are all pretty darn authentic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really love, I mean, I've I've always loved working in senior living. I just think the you know, it's it's a special group of people. And when you take those that are focused on food, I, it's just it's another notch that, um you know, they're just they're so genuine and they, you know, I think people in in hospitality in general and in restaurants I mean, my brother just lives to make people happy, you know, in in the restaurant business. And that's what I think our chefs are doing. They're just living every day to make these people happy, you know, in new ways and fresh ways and different ways. And, you know, engagement is just such a big thing right now.
0: Yeah. You know, it makes I think about my experiences and working with chefs. And I think a lot of the stereotype in senior living is, well, I don't want to go and, and you know, make casseroles and do institutional food. And uh, I think the storytelling of look, we don't want you to do that either. Like <laughs> we want you to come over here. We want your talents. We want you to make these things, fresh ingredients, and yeah. create and and share your talents with our our, our residents. I think it's so important. And um it kind of leads me to to want to ask you a little bit about how we sell ourselves to potential employees, right? Like how can storytelling be used to engage employees or gain or gain better traction with prospects who are thinking about working in senior living?
1: You know, I think the companies that are really rocking it right now are the ones that are using those stories of someone that started in dining and worked their way through the company. And I will say Erickson's is one of the ones that's really doing they're really rocking it right now. They're yeah. telling those stories of of employees, and I think that that is helping. They also have some of the best ads. They're telling their stories in their ads. Yeah. Um, I think they're just they're pulling that pulling that in, and I believe they're they're that it's a way they're pulling people into their organizations.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I was uh, the same presentation. I was talking about how you recruit people and, and that it's marketing and telling that story, and I literally read like two different job ads that that were real job ads. And one was just kind of rattling off, like we won these many awards and we have this many locations and we have great care. Then I read the other one where you're telling the story about how you can create this experience and how we want people who do these things. And And there was an audible gasp after I read that second ad in the room, and people were just like, wow, why aren't we doing this, right, like, why aren't we kind of setting this scene for what you can do, and what the potential could be, as opposed to, let's just talk about what we are. Yeah, Um, absolutely, I mean,
1: I did a series um, of um, how to write better ads, I think it was a three-part series, whatever, Um, and in researching that, and looking at the ads, I mean, I was just kind of like, gosh, and you wonder why you're not getting people. <laughs> like, some of them list no yeah. benefits whatsoever. No benefit. Apparently there aren't any benefits, you know, but well, there are, but they're not selling them. And then there are some that, like you say, were they're selling the magic, you know, yeah. he, and one in particular was looking for people that had worked in hospitality. And if you like doing this and this, then we've got the place for you and you can make magic with meals. And I mean, it was just, it was just beautiful.
0: Yeah, so. it, it's amazing <laughs> how much that storytelling can really have an impact I think on every aspect of how we reach out, um, from within the industry. Uh, cause I think everybody inside the industry, we know what we're doing. We know yeah. all the great things that are happening, but it's getting that word out. Um, and how do we hook those people who are interested or curious or, you know, are considering putting a loved one in a senior living community. So, um, it's so, so very important. So, um, As we kind of come to the end of our time here, I do want to talk a little bit about what you're doing specifically with Senior Dining Association and kind of give us some updates on on what's happening there for the listeners um, for uh, Senior Dining Association.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're in the throes of planning right now for our, uh, our Senior Dining and Hospitality Conference Synergy will be in Houston, April 16th and 19th. And, um, that's just going to be, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> it really is. But, um, and we've got so many, we've got people at absolutely every level coming uh, from the, from executive chefs to um, dietitians, CEOs, COOs. Um, it, it's it's going to be a very interesting conference.
0: Yeah. I know that, you know, my time at the conferences has always been great. There's just There's something about connecting with your peers. Um, And I I know that that happens at other senior living conferences, but they're they're always very more broad, right? Like you get activity directors and nurses and executive directors and regional teams and at at those conferences. But when you think about like senior dining association, I mean, we're there to talk about one very niche aspect of what we do and to focus on that and how we can improve it. And so
1: and that's that's really why Harris Ader founded this, and and this is our fifth year anniversary here because he was a chef and he was going to conferences, and you're maybe sitting beside someone that does you know school lunches or your hospital, and there was no place, and so that is that is what's really bringing people together, and you know there will be roundtable discussions and panel discussions. We've got a leadership to our leadership workshop, um, great speakers. But, and then we also have breakout sessions in, uh, you know, where you can uh, peer group chats. So it'll be the dining directors and the dietitians will get together and, you know, the executive chefs will get together. But um, the interaction between everybody, as I've talked to people that are, you know, planning to come, what they really, really want is just to be out with other people that are having the same issues. And well, how'd you do this? And you sit around in these round table sessions and, chats. And it's like, what'd you do about that? Oh, that didn't work. Oh, that did work great. You know, and people go back they they have told me they go right back and implement these programs. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's, it's
0: funny because that really truly is like that peer storytelling coming to fruition and how you can
1: lots of stories. Yeah.
0: So yeah, those round table (laughs) chats are always great. So um, well, well, Cheryl, how can people uh, connect with you, follow you, learn more about the stories you're telling um, about Senior Living and Senior Dining Association?
1: Well, our, our website is just SeniorDining.org. Uh, my my email, I'll give people my email. They can write to me anytime. It's just Cheryl at SeniorDining.org. Or is it .com? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll drop it in the I am on LinkedIn. So you know LinkedIn, is... LinkedIn is really one of the best places to get me. You will get me faster. You know, people message me all the time. Message me, uh invite me to connect. I'm I'm happy to connect with anybody. I'm happy to help anybody. I love to tell your stories. I'm always looking for stories. Yes,
0: perfect. I'll put all the contact stuff in the show notes as well so everybody can get there. So uh, well, Cheryl, this has been a great conversation. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to to tell your story and tell us about stories. So, um, well, thank oh, you. Oh,
1: you know what? Oh, you just want to. Oh, I don't know if this this can... can you see it or is that backwards? Is that can be yeah, backwards. No, that's perfect. Oh, okay. This is a great book that I just started to read. This author actually sent this to Harris and he gave it to me and I've just started to read it. And it is just now this is a real storyteller. This woman was a professional storyteller long before she thought about writing a book. There are stories in here about marketing and your business. Uh it's a it is called Stories That Stick. It is, it's an awesome, awesome book.
0: Very
1: cool. Yeah and I'm not well, getting paid to say that. Was just <laughs> no, it's a great a free resource. Me. <laughs> yeah. So
0: we'll uh, we'll put a link to the book in there. In the show notes yeah, as well. Okay. So Very good. Thanks again. Yes. Thank you for joining us today on Tips from
1: Trestle. Appreciate
0: it. So there you have it. Another one in the books. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please follow, like, and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Tips from Trestle. You can also learn more about the work I do by following me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And be sure to check out Trestle Hospitality Concepts at www.trestlehospitalityconcepts.com. I'm your host, Aaron Fish, and this has been another episode of Tips from Trestle.